Mac, that just stirs me to my heart. I, I just thank you so much for that. My old call sign used to be Wolf 06, so I kind of can identify with this Viper 21 stuff. But anyway, back to this is from Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value above others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he, used, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So as we focus on, you know, our participation with Huts for Vets, I think it only seems appropriate um, that I think we look at the nature of service. One of the things that uh, we say to our military personnel and first responders often is, thank you for your service. And it's interesting to look at, uh, you know, what we're actually thanking them for. The word service means to render habitual obedience to, also to minister, to give aid, to give help. And it's from the old French word, severe, which means to do duty towards. It has that sense of duty. And to show devotion to, from the Latin word severe, to be a servant, to be service, to be devoted. And I just think it's so interesting that the word devotion is here within that. You know, devotion is not something that we normally associate with service. It it comes again from the Latin words devotio, which means formally to vow. Devotion, formally to vow. That's where that that word comes from. And that actually gives, you know, it means the actual meaning, if you look it up, is love, loyalty, enthusiasm, act for an activity, person, or cause. So really what we're thanking people for in thanking them for their, is thanking them for their devotion, for their love, which, you know, we define here love as being giving of yourself with no expectation of return. That's the definition we tend to use here in the chapel, giving of yourself with no expectation of return. So we're thanking them for their loyalty, for their enthusiasm, Enthusiasm, that's an interesting word, enthusiasm as well. Enthusiasm, entheos, bringing God into something. Entheos, that's the, the word where it comes from. So the whole idea of love, devotion, enthusiasm, all rolls into this whole concept of service. So we're thanking people, you know, what we're thanking for has aspects that go way beyond just being helpful. There's something, I think, fulsome and complete about the concept of service. And here at the chapel over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the idea 
that service is really the end point of spirituality. It's the end point of the spiritual journey. That's said and done after meditating, after enlightenment, after prayer. The point we all arrive at, if we're true to ourselves, is that point of service. We arrive at a realization that the purpose is our lives of our lives, the purpose of our lives is to give of ourselves to others. We don't do that to be pure. You know, we don't do all this, this stuff in you know, spirituality. We don't do it to be pure. We don't do it to be holy. We don't do it definitely to appease God. We don't even do it to be good. Now, the reason that we're here, the reason we do the spiritual stuff is to realize that our purpose in life is to serve. And it's what Jesus means by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with your mind, with all your soul and your strength, to participate in love. And that service, as we've just seen, is an act of love, of giving with no thought of return. It's interesting that we've taken the idea of servant and made it into something secondary. It's a domestic service. It's not a very PC word nowadays. And yet the very nature of a servant, as you can see from that reading, is someone who gives him or herself, him or herself in complete humility. He made himself nothing, but by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So there's that aspect of humility within that service. Jesus is often referred to as the servant king. And it's his outward willingness to serve right up to death that marks him out as someone who's traveled the whole spiritual path right up to that realization that the end point is service. A service out of humility rather than that service that tries to make us important. But because that whole idea of service goes with humility. C.S. Lewis said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. It's from the Latin word hummus, which is not a food in a Greek restaurant. It means soil or earth. It means soil or earth. And literally, we are atoms thrown up by the Big Bang, become conscious. You know, the idea that we are the universe made conscious of itself. And that is how we have our relationship with the divine. We are the earth of the universe. Humility, I think, is the true response to the divine. Humility is the true response to the divine. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, 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 great spiritual, the one who is in the heavens, hallowed be your nature. The response in the Lord's Prayer to, to the divine nature is to hallow it, to become humble to it. It's the true response, and it puts us in exactly the right place with regards to everything that happens in life. We become, in being humble, we become the guest house that Rumi uh, uh, spoke of in his poem, The Guest House. This, he says, Rumi says, this being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. 
Welcome and entertain them all, Rumi says. Welcome and entertain them all. Again, that idea of service, of us being a guest master to anything that comes our way. So how, how do we cultivate that humility that's so needed in service? You know, we agree it's a good thing, but you know, it's very difficult to decide what to do about it. It's often impossible to try and be humble. You, you just are or you're not. It, it just comes naturally. Often we don't really know what it means to be truly humble or who, you know, how humble people behave. There's an old joke about uh, the man who was given a medal as the most humble person in his church, only to have it taken away from him when he had the temerity to wear it to church the next week. (laughs) But when you attach the idea of service to humility, it just really puts you in that right place. You know, that reading, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And you can see how that all fits into the idea of service, you know, of military uh, service or first responders, and of all true service that's given from the heart. And that's why service is the end point of the spiritual life, because it comes from the heart. We arrive at a point where, in our lives where we want to go beyond survival, our own survival, where our consciousness has developed to a point of wanting to understand more deeply. And that deeper understanding comes not from the mind but from the heart. That next place after being clever and smart is to come from the heart. And that gives us, an, you know, coming from the heart gives us a new connection to everything. It's a new connection, which becomes true service, a service out of love, a service with no expectation of return, a service born from humility. So service is the end point of spirituality. And our purpose in our spiritual search is really to understand the nature of reality so that we can be appropriate to that reality with our service. And really, spirituality is about working out what the nature of reality is, so that we can be appropriate to that nature of reality. That lovely quote from Philip K. Dick, who said that reality was that which continues to exist after you've stopped believing in it. So it's not about belief, it's about seeing what's so and then being appropriate to that. We have to develop the wisdom to be able to know where we're to serve, to see the nature of reality in such a way as to realize our contribution. And once we've developed that wisdom, once the mud settles and right action arises by itself, then that service can take many different forms. In fact, it doesn't really matter what form the service takes, because... It is, in fact, and I think it's interesting, it is, in fact, the act of service. It's the act of service. It is the act of loving, the act of, you know, of acting out of humility. It's, it's the act that makes the difference. In fact, it doesn't even matter who you're serving, because it's not the action itself that counts, but the love, the act of humility, the act of service itself that makes the difference. You know, it could be service in the military, it could be first responders, 
or service given. For example, you know, we have a building manager here, Michael, here at the chapel. It doesn't matter that he's dealing with boilers or gutters or snow plowing. The fact that he's doing it out of service, that's what makes a difference. And for each of us, it's exactly the same. It doesn't really matter what we do. It is acting out of service that changes things. And, you know, I think that's a comforting thought. Because it means we don't have to judge what we do or measure the result of what we do. Because it's acting out of that humility and love that changes things. No matter how high or lowly we may be in the hierarchy of life, you know, what we do counts. What we individually do makes a contribution. Why? Because the language of the universe is love. If you want to know how to engage with the universe, the language of the, the language, the deep language of the universe is love. You know, the universe is created out of an act of love, a gift with no expectation of return, as were our lives. We're given our lives with no expectation of return. So to enter into the order of the universe, the deep order of the universe, we have to order ourselves in the same way that you, the universe is ordered. Do you get this? We have to order ourselves in the same way that the universe is ordered. And that is the ordering of love. By giving with no expectation of return, we enter into a deep relationship with the universe and acknowledge our part in it. And this loving stance that we're talking about, it's predicated on the fact that in fact there is no separation between us and the universe. It is a non-dual relationship. In fact, it's not even a relationship as we are a part of the universe. The universe and us, we are all one. We are the universe as one being. To give without expectation of return is to act as if we were one with the universe and therefore being on such intimate terms with the universe that we are totally enmeshed in it. So it's not what we do that matters, but just the fact that they're willing to serve. Which is why we say to people who are in the military and first responders, thank you for your service. Rather than thank you for putting out the fire, although we do say thank you for putting out the fire, because we're thanking them for the act of service that we're giving. And, you know, if you're worried about where you should serve, then that humility will tell you where to serve. And that's simply where you're needed. That's where you serve. You serve where you're needed. It is a response to where you perceive need. And the reason we embark on all this spiritual stuff is to develop our perception of that nature of reality in order to see where we're needed. Paul said that lovely line, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things, and the God of peace will be with you. That wisdom gives us the insight as to what is true, noble, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And that gives us a chance to see where we're needed and where we can help. And then there is peace, which is what we're looking for. Then there is peace. Think about such things, and the God of peace will be with you. But it doesn't matter if we can't see all the stuff. Just the act of serving 
wherever will make a difference. Pick up anything. Help, you know, pick anything. Help at lift up. You know, taking food to the homeless shelter. Give someone a lift. You know, cook them a meal. All that done out of a spirit of service or love with no expectation return, it'll do it. Because our lives, all of our lives, are in fact a work of art. Our lives are a work of art. And the very act of living that work of art from a place of love is making our own contribution, whatever you're doing. You are expressing love, that humility, that service to the world. And in doing that, you are changing the environment around you. You are expressing something that is healing, giving, life-enhancing, and the universe is better off for that, no matter what it is that you're doing. It could be anything. You know, meditation is an act of service to the universe. You know, what we're now doing, you know, do you know what this what we're now doing is called? It's called a church service or chapel service. People get upset about the word church. It's called a chapel. It's a service. What we're doing now is a service. Why? Because it's offered out of love with no expectation of return. It's an act of service offered to the universe. Anything that you decide is offered out of love, is in fact an act of service. So look around to see where you can serve. And look out of humility, like, like Jesus said, who being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. We have the Christ nature within us. All of us. All have the Christ nature within us. Jesus came to show us the potential of realizing that nature. And he showed us by giving us his life as an example. To serve is what it means to follow Jesus. That's what it means, to serve. Let's pray. So we just offer ourselves... our lives in service to those around us. We just pray that we may find places where we can serve, where we can make a contribution. We pray for those at the moment serving on the mountain, ski patrol, on the lifts, serving the whole community everywhere, up and down the valley. Pray for all those in service in the military, first responders, all those who are serving in any way. And we pray that our world may Become a place of service. We pray for that servant heart in our leaders, all those in authority, so that that love may come through all human beings and the world may become a place of love. Particularly pray for those who are feeling unable to cope with life. People may be in hospital, homeless, in prison, in war zones, hungry, unable to look after their children, in disaster areas, in places of oppression. We pray for servant hearts around them. And we pray for people in our own community. We just give thanks. Erin uh, and Tommy Hessett, their premature baby, has opened his eyes last week, which is lovely. Pray for Annie Teague for Mimi Schlumberger battling with cancer. 
Continue to pray for Isiri Hughes suffering from a debilitating back pain, looking to get into the Mayo Clinic. Pray particularly today for Alex Coleman in a coma in Los Angeles. Pray for her family and friends, all those concerned for her and worried for her. Pray for Mimi Howenstein's family, particularly her mother, Mary Lou Spraggy, and the family on the death of her father, Finn. Pray for all those who are suffering loss, suffering quietly inside, that we may be able to serve them. In Jesus' name, amen.